Hi guys, <laughs> and welcome back to Mr. Meanwhile. Um, this episode is going to be slightly different. Um, we're not going to focus on any particular crime or any particular criminal today. We're going to be focusing on us, lovely ladies. Um, it's going to be a get to know us episode. How are you feeling about that, girls? Yeah, good. <laughs> I have to hold my hands up. The reason why we have to do this is because I was very disorganised. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, not, I did not do my research to present a case this week. So, yeah. <laughs> As a result of that, you guys get some a, a new interesting episode. So. I know. Well, I didn't You're want welcome. to you, Damney, but at least <laughs> in the effort of getting to know you, transparency and, you know, and accountability is important. Yeah. yeah. How are you feeling, CMO? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I think uh, it's good to have a break from what we're doing. And then also people can get to know us. Like, you might have heard our voices over the past how many weeks, but you might not know too much about us. And I think this is a good opportunity to listen to how we feel about crime in general. And yeah. I completely agree. Um, it's also important to note we do not have an alcoholic interlude today because we're all <laughs> drinking yesterday and Damney got a bit a bit nice, didn't you, Damney? You got happy. It wasn't just me. <laughs> I wasn't the only one. <laughs> just drinking by yeah. yourself. You were up there. You were one of the nicest up there. <laughs> oh, I feel like anything worth doing is worth doing well. Exactly. Yeah. And overachiever. <laughs> I think important to say actually in in the game to know us, I'll just give you guys a little, you know, intro into Damni or a glimpse into Damni. Whenever she drinks, the next day her voice is always husky. So <laughs> this week she sounds different just because she's had a few, you know <laughs> a few rum punches. <laughs> Your rum punch was so strong yesterday, CMO. It was I'm yeah, so- I was gonna say I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was my cup and I was like, wow, <laughs> it was really yeah. I was gonna say I'm sorry, but I'm not because that's the point of punch. Everyone needs to understand rum punch is the kind of thing where it's supposed to be like pleasant on the tongue, but then it will punch you in a few minutes. Punch, don't punch me. <laughs> okay, punch. <laughs> the name. But yeah, let's get into it today. So like I like we said, today we're gonna be getting to know us. So we're going I'm going to be asking three questions and also answering them myself but hopefully in answering the questions you guys get a bit a a glimpse into who we are and the type of people we are but disclaimer is important right as we're talking today we do not condone any crime we do not condone criminals um we are not sort of um promoting crime and telling people to go out there and do crime we just love talking about it um we love watching documentaries about it so yeah that's that's a bit of us so first question what's the first question (laughs) 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 okay so i got it okay let me come back okay so first question what i want to find out or what i think we want to find out about each other is what is our favorite type of crime there's so many crime so many crimes out there there's so many crimes out there i'm pretty the sure there's some crimes that haven't been named yet. um but we just want to know what is our favorite type of crime down you take it away um so i think i've said it before so probably my it feels weird saying my favorite but the stories that really like get me like that hooked are the ones around when spouses kill each other so like when people just get fed up and like kill their husband and, <laughs> kill decide, their wife. That, and decide that divorce is not enough <laughs> <laughs> um because like i'm always like you watch episodes like things like snapped or like all these like documentaries and stuff like, there's um there's one that i used to watch called deadly affairs and then there's another one, I can't remember what the name was called, but it was similar. Just about spouses just killing themselves, basically. And they had, like, four or five seasons of the show. Imagine, like, being able to have, like, 20 episodes a season just of spouses killing each other because, because there's just that many. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably the, those kind of stories just because I always find it nuts because they, they rarely get away with it. Um, there's always, like, they always make a stupid mistake. And then you think clearly you'd, you've not been watching crime investigation because you wouldn't have made this very easy mistake that meant that you got caught. 
honestly, like you'd think like people watching documentaries would have about how to commit the perfect murder by now. Like you think. Mm. Yeah, but there's always something that you don't think about. It's always that thing that, you know how people can be as well prepared as they had hoped to be. Mm-hmm. It's when you're preparing so much that you forget the simple things and that's what will trip you up. Mm. But I mean, actually, you know the, that Unsolved Mysteries um, documentary on Netflix? Yeah. That shows you some people have thought about it and have committed the perfect murder because honestly, some of those cases really creep me out. Mm. I've not started that yet. I've been oh, it's, it. it's, kind of, it's kind of creepy, yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, and then it also, so I was having a conversation the other day, it also gets me thinking... So you say, because we only ever will know about the ones that didn't get caught. And I thought, so when we talked about the case a couple of weeks ago about the woman that killed her husbands for life insurance, how mm. many people have gotten away with doing that? Mm. Like how many That's have done true. it and we've just, they did it like once, they didn't get greedy, they did it one time. And mm. so nobody ever caught them. It's That's bad, isn't it? Not like yeah, greedy ever is. over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to kill three husbands. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I think I'd say those are probably my, yeah, those are the mur- the murders. Yeah. Those are the crimes that I'm always like, hmm, I'm about to watch this episode. Okay. Up, so. What about you, Sia? Mm-hmm. So, I am really, really interested in, I don't know whether it's a set crime, but you know when people create things like cults or faith groups? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, That's for me... One. Yeah, like for me, I'm really interested in how people think. Like I've always been one of those people that is just like overly <clears throat> obsessed with how people process things and how people mm. make certain decisions and why they do what they do. So I've been really interested for quite a while in um, cult documentaries and just understanding how someone can come up with an ideology and then tells people tell people about it and they gain masses and masses of followers and i'm talking about like not just 10 followers not 15 yeah. like hundreds thousands of followers like cults like the moonies in asia oh, who's I like know. an uber mm. like with the mass weddings yeah. like that's wild that's wild there's like, still moonies around you know as well yep i knew someone then, who like their sibling was a moonie that's yeah uh, yeah, I've lost count of the number of Jonestown documentaries I've watched. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I find that so... Because you just took regular people and convinced them to take their life to Guyana. And I, I think yeah. that's, that's crazy. the thing that I don't get about. Like, I love cult... Any, honestly, like, I'm so glad you said that to you. Anything cult thing, I'm so there. But I get how people can follow a charismatic leader. Do you mm. know what I'm say? Like, we see it happening. Like, turn the TV on and someone's worshipping and iconising someone out there. But it's how they can kill for this person or they yeah. person. Like, you know, with the Waco one, um, I forgot what the guy's name, but like he convinced it, it David the something. Yeah, I can't remember what his second yeah, name is, yeah. He convinced the people to like the men to let him sleep with their wives and like convince the parents to let him sleep with their children. And I'm like, that's the point where I'm kind of like, yeah. I get how you can, you know, believe in something everyone says, but to take life, to ignore the life of your family and the people you love, oh, like that's where it becomes a bit, yeah, for me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the, the Jonestown one, when he committed with everyone to, he um, commits everyone to, like, kill themselves? Yeah. yeah. I was just like, how did, I think it was thousands of people, and it's like, how did you convince them to do that? Yeah. But, you know, was, in that one, there's some people who were trying to, get away and they yeah were, let me not laugh but they were trying to get away and they were shot and like yeah there were some black people i think that's the point the point where he was like i'll oh, drink this they were like ah actually wait a minute hold up and yeah by that point it was too late they were gone yeah some people escaped though Did yeah they? yeah there was, yeah like maybe like 10 people escaped yeah escape some like pretended they um so some people slept through the alarm that when they think that they, yeah, the bell that they rang, some people just slept through it. Some people, I think they heard that someone pretended to be dead, that lay down pretending to be that's dead. That's a good idea. You know, some people just hit, like yeah. Mass, something like that, that's what I'll do. Smear someone's blood mm-hmm. all over me and pretend to be dead as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think those things creep me out as well because I'm just like, I look at these people and I wonder, oh, how could you have done that? But then I think, I'm saying that, how do I know that I'm not going to be susceptible one day? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. How do you know? Yeah, you never know. Yep. That's what creeps me out about it. Like, I and genuinely. 
I know my own No, but I, I genuinely, I think I, I'm really interested in that. And I think because it started with me, because about 10, almost, yeah, about 10, no, like nine years ago, I went to America with my family, like just before I started uni. We did a little family trip with my family and my cousins, right? And we walked past the, like, this is going to be controversial. I hope they don't come for me. But the church that, the church that uh, Mr. Cruz, uh, the one who's in a very active member of. Yeah. yeah, the Voldemort of the Voldemort of religions, <laughs> religions. right? So, and I think you know who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, and listeners, if you don't, then sorry don't. for you. Get, get <laughs> I'm sorry for you. Sorry. But they aren't going to come for me, and I hope they don't. I hope they're not listening. But they have eyes everywhere. Anyway, so I walked past one of their churches, and then um, someone came out of it and was trying to get me and my family to come in and they tried to offer us like to do like a personality test and say oh are you stressed or we can do a personality test and we can get you to um uh we we can find out what's wrong with you and then we can help you we can give you all these courses that you can just become the best your best self and all that stuff i was just like oh i've read about you i'm a bit scared (laughs) So so we just walked away and then we drove past, they have another building. They have loads of buildings in LA, right? And then we drove past another one and it's huge and it's big and it's blue. And I'm not going to tell that everyone knows what it's called. And it, it's big and it's blue. Um, it's, called, it's called Big Blue. Um, so, we, so we drove past that and I was just amazed at how much land they had, how much like building space. And then I went home and I started researching and I started reading about it and I was a bit freaked out so I, I, I stopped. And then a couple of years ago when the Remini show came about going to past survivors oh, and yeah. talking about that, I was hooked. So that was one um, cult that I'm very interested in. Like I said, also the Moonies and then also um, when you think about the little mini cults that are going on, um there was one in america recently where a guy was branding women oh yeah oh yeah i remember that yeah yeah i can't say it yeah i don't even i can't even remember but i just remember that that was really interesting uh jonestown also like like damini said jonestown was very interesting but then also the cults that you don't necessarily think are cults um and that will be another uh, maybe we'll go into that another I feel day. Like, <laughs> honestly, I feel like we're gonna have to do like an, an a cult special, like an episode that mm-hmm. just focuses on cults because, like, I think it's so relevant at the moment because uh, you guys know, like, I've been obsessed with the Pizzagate stuff, and mm. a lot of that cult thing is also linked with you know the whole Pizzagate and whatever. And it, I think like this idea of cults and especially cults in our society is a very ancient historical one and it runs so deep so yeah we're gonna have to delve into that a bit further one day um but yeah let me tell you my favorite type of crime and you know let me take that back because i say it like i'm happy i'm not but the crime <laughs> that really does fascinate me is femicide Famili- is that what you call it? familicide yeah, i think that's how you say it yeah yeah you see what i mean like there's all these different words all these <laughs> but like the idea that like someone could kill their family and then kill themselves is, oh, is, that, what, is that what it is yeah, oh, that's, yeah. It, that's what it is like um there's been quite a, there's a lot of famous cases about it but i think one of the things i brought it to my mind was you know the unsolved mystery unsolved mysteries, about yeah. yeah the guy who kills his family and like just just went on the run yeah and that freaks me out even more because it's kind of like to a certain extent people killing their family killing themselves okay like you wanted to take it everyone must die everyone must go with me (laughs) Mm -hmm. but when you stay alive how do you like his friend in the thing asked that question like i want to ask him like how do you go on living because i knew you loved your family i knew you loved your son how do you build another life after you've killed people no actually not even people your family, your family yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. is it not strangers and i think the reason like that fascinates me is because it's like we never in all the cases i read about you never really get a 
what seems to be like an honest or truthful answer from these people most of the time mm. they deny it or try and play like mental health so i don't mm-hmm. like although there's lots of psychological explanations to why people do it and you know i still don't ever feel like we've ever got an honest account from someone who's done it for them mm-hmm. to just be like yeah they were yeah I, I mean there might be some out there like viewers share it with us but like i really want to not uh, i really want to understand but it would be interesting to get an insight into the people who do that and why they do definitely. it definitely because i think the the ones that you hear about like and like i, I remember that there was a, a wwe wrestler chris benoit I oh think. yeah what's documentary no i haven't watched the documentary but the thing that freaked me out is that uh, i have some cousins in, uh, in america and they chris benoit's ha- their house was here chris benoit's house was like not the next road, oh my the road after so yes yeah, so apparently when he killed like his wife his kids and the dog and himself like and the dog they always yeah the they dog. always kill the dog what did the dog do like the dog was just being a dog the dog just wanted treats and petting why did you kill the dog anyway so it's all that stuff like that it's like when people snap that's actually very interesting i didn't know it had a name i didn't know familiar so i'm gonna google that as well but that that's always very interesting but then all speaking of netflix even though we are not sponsored by netflix but we would appreciate it thank you yeah we we didn't get paid like netflix netflix feel free to uh, like slide over a little bag we can do a <laughs> if you want. hashtag ad um, hashtag ad hashtag spawn um influence <laughs> life um no so there's i was watching an episode of uh it's a new thing on netflix called skin decision and um a woman the first episode she's a black woman she goes in because uh, she has a whole load of scarring and gunshot wounds on her body because she was shot nine times by her ex-husband now oh her gosh. ex-husband shot her nine times um and then killed their two children and then killed himself but she was alive she was left oh alive. my god so that's the kind of thing that I, I want to know what was going through his head because he left her alive and I don't know whether it was by design or by accident that he left her alive because if he shot her nine times I think maybe he was trying to kill her but it was divine mm. intervention that kept her alive or he shot her and kept her alive knowing what he was going to do to the children and himself so oh. that she would have to live with that like but we don't know because the guy's dead Mm. so just knowing people's motives is actually really interesting like it would be interesting to find out because we can guess but we'll never really know you know what actually like when you're speaking that reminded me of something there was this like crime i feel like i've got so many crimes in my database (laughs) (laughs) but like this guy um he killed his wife and his two daughters because his wife had left him and was with a um got into like a relationship with a woman and my friend when I was in America actually told me about this case because the person that got killed was her like her gym her PT because her gym trainer and she like was telling me about like their her relationship with her husband at this time whatever and they were like in an abusive relationship and he she went I think he had planned it because she was around her mum's like one it was a holiday I think I forgot which holiday it was and he got there and let his son go his son like ran out and he let his son go and shot his ex-wife his two daughters and his ex-wife mum so his ex-mother-in-law and just killed them and let his son but like the the patriarchal element in that do you know i mean like Mm. the deep entrenched misogyny in that is so scary Mm. to think that he let his male son stay alive not thinking of what are the repercussions to his life like the fact that he's watched his mum and his sisters and his grandma get killed and even when it came to the court case his the killer's parents this guy's parents were basically trying to argue for him to not get the death sentence because his son needed him and apparently they'd made him say his son say all this stuff in courts to try and not get his dad to get the death sentence and it's just crazy because like the patriarchal element of that is just so like messed up but the flip side of it is i remember when the george zimmerman thing happened and um, a lot of people were talking about the stand your ground laws and there was this black woman who had killed her ex-husband or her husband at the time because he was abusive and she'd locked herself in like a bathroom with her child i remember and this 
and she still got sent to prison and it's crazy Mm. because it's like you've got this flip side of like when men kill their families and they're still portrayed as the ones with you know mental health but how many stories have we heard of um women being in an abusive relationship killing Mm. their partner and they're not even afforded that victimhood that men seem to get when they kill their family so i mean i I know like Mm. everyone sees them as the bad people but there still seems to be this narrative of oh is it mental health or you know let's try and cuddle the white man who's gone and like suicided or you know just killed his whole family but yeah yeah <laughs> anyway Do you know what i find you know that case that's really quickly the case you mentioned one from unsolved mysteries so when you talked about the son the other guy letting his son go on the flip side what confused me with that unsolved mysteries case was you know his son that was at school yeah that he called to come back so he could kill him kill i him. found that nuts because it was like no way. So yeah he'd already killed the whole family the son was away at school he, he called him. the son back yeah. Watched was like yeah like just spent the evening with him and then killed him. Oh, yeah. It was like why why couldn't you let your son go? Especially if you you were then gonna disappear to go live your life somewhere. Life, exactly. He didn't why want any yeah, He didn't mad. want any loose ends. He wanted exactly. he didn't want to, he wanted really to get rid mad. of the dead weight as you say. I think he wanted that shame. I think in that case, he wanted that shame to be all in himself. He didn't want his family oh, yeah. to marry. But anyway, I'm moving on to sympathise these murderers. No. So, <laughs> moving on to the next question. So, who is our favourite criminal of all time ever? I think I'm going to get started in this one because I'm so excited to say mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mine is a fictional character, but the best criminal ever is the Joker. Um, I've got a thing for villains. I'm obsessed with villains. Like I love a good villain. I get angry when a villain that isn't written strongly, and when people like write really bad villains. And I just feel like the Joker is like the perfect villain. And scratch that word villain actually, because he's not a villain. He's an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, and obviously, like the movie The Joker, like it was the time when I watched it. it like it said so much and was so relatable to me at that time. And I consider myself a bit of an anarchist. Like, I hate the government, fuck all of them. Um, Don't find me, please. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Can't stand them. And I don't, you know, this whole system that we live in can just fall. And I think the Joker, the way he captured society's anger in like a person and, you know, in the scene, have you guys watched the movie? The most recent one, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I've seen that, yeah. You know in the scene where, like, he's in the car and he's been arrested and then they're, like, they let him out and then everyone's, like, carrying him around? And I know Mm -hmm. it was so controversial, that scene, because everyone was, like, always upheeling, like, you know, bad people doing bad and crime in society. And I just thought that dialogue was, like, it doesn't feel like we talk about that enough in society. Like, I think when we had the protest this time of Black Lives Matter, we tried, that conversation came up again of, like, is protest as anarchy and this stuff is it violent is it bad why do we sort of create this sort of destructive narrative around people trying to get change and Mm. make them feel like criminals and i feel like the joker just perfectly captures that whilst committing crime (laughs) yeah but the thing is like going back to that uh protesting we have been saying stuff like we as in black people have been telling people years and years and years like four years and years and years that we have been treated badly and we do not want to be treated differently or othered and be treated like second-class citizens and the thing is you can speak politely and try and have the conversations that you need to have but if people won't listen then in my opinion civil disobedience is what needs to happen like scream you need to scream sometimes you know to be honestly because sometimes you have to shout if Mm -hmm. you if you have if you've spoken in a hushed tone if you've tried to speak at the same level as people and they're still not listening those who do not hear will feel Uh and you will will feel the civil disobedience and I believe strongly in people using their collective voice to say something positive or to work Mm. to something constructive so even though sometimes protests yeah you might not like having them in your city but we don't like being treated like second-class citizens or being killed just for uh, the color of our skin and we don't like people treating us in a way where we are othered where we are just asking for equality and a woman in america put it very 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 well she said people 
white people and people who are in, in power need to be grateful that black people aren't fighting for revenge we're fighting for equality because if it was revenge it would be a completely different story I don't, I don't think a lot of the buildings would be standing if we what we were fighting for was revenge or what we were going out for was revenge so i think civil disobedience is very 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 necessary go out there protest make some noise shake the table no um, I completely I, I completely agree and i feel like with, with the Joker, that's what I loved about his character, how unapologetic it was. Because mm -hmm. I feel like with the movement, it there have been phases where we've tried to, you know, like you said, speak in hushed tones. But the most recent phase we're seeing is just so unapologetic. It's like, we're here, we're making noise, like, we will be heard. And like you said, I guess the difference with the Joker is there wasn't that sort of, him as a character didn't sort of, there wasn't that collectiveness, but in that point where everyone comes out and saves him, there's that idea of, you know, collective mm. anarchy. Can we call it that? Mm -hmm. Collective yeah. anarchy. But yeah, what about you guys? Who are your favorite criminals? So, my favorite, so I was gonna pick, so it was between two, right? Because one of them wasn't my favorite, but just the story was fascinating because it was incredibly dark. I think I'll leave that for today. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just super dark. Um, but yeah, so I think the other one um, is Frank Abagnale. You know, the oh, guy that they did Oh, you took Oh, so sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, he was mine. Icky out here. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. That's, a bit, that's really awkward. Good that. Yeah, no, Good it's that, fine. We can, Help me. We can give you know, some Um. Yeah, well, we could talk about it together. Um, yeah. You know, the guy that they, um, Suhu's story they use for Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing that I find really crazy about that is that he did most of his impersonation between the age of fifteen and twenty-one, which yeah. is mad. <laughs> it is crazy. So he pretended he to was... be a doctor, a pilot, and a lawyer, and got away with it. So he was. He started off, I believe, as a pilot. Yeah, yeah. And then he went to a lawyer. And then he got married and then um, pretended that he also had had a, he had gotten a medical degree at some point in time and then became a doctor and was impersonating. He impersonated all these people. And then he, as he was doing that, he was also um, creating false checks from companies to get paid. So he became like the, no, he became like the number one forger Ever. You know what? As you're talking, all I'm hearing is white, 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 white. <laughs> Only a white guy can do this. Only a white guy can do this. Imagine us as black women trying to even, even if that was our job, they would not believe us. <laughs> even if we said, come on, come to work with me, they would not believe us. Yeah. Like, only a white guy from the age of 15 could fake so many different high profile jobs or whatever do you know what i mean and still yeah and not yeah, not get questioned for like he could just say yeah i'm a doctor i have a law degree and then pr produce a false certificate no one checked no one did the background checks no one did right. let me see your transcripts let me I see didn't he get hired yeah, yeah he spent he eight months as a lawyer <laughs> oh he got yeah no, he got hired he got hired by the police this is the thing so catch me if you can Listeners is a fantastic film. Leonardo DiCaprio. I've seen it so many times. Once again, <laughs> yeah. that man was robbed. Leo has been robbed of so many Oscars. <laughs> so many times. So many times. Go watch Catch Me If You Can if you haven't seen it already. It's a fantastic film, and I think Frank Abagnale is one of those people that, like, my dad put me onto that film. He was like, "Oh, watch Catch Me If You Can." And you know, obviously, sometimes when your dad uh, recommends a movie, you're just like, yeah. Sometimes when my dad suggests stuff, I did the opposite of what it was he suggested. Honestly, and I'm triggered <laughs> because the reason the reason why is because I remember. Side note: I remember when Spy Kids the movie came out. First Spy Kids, <laughs> it was in the cinema, and it was the same year that ET was like 20 years old or 30 years old or some sort of big anniversary of ET. I had no interest in seeing ET. But my dad was like, we're not going to watch Spy Kids. We're going to go watch E.T. because you need to watch it. It's a childhood classic. And I was like, mm. so we went and watched E.T. Five minutes into the movie, I turned to my dad. What's he doing? Snoring. I was pissed. I was like, so you mean... I was like, dad, so you're even sleeping. You forced me to watch E.T. And I wanted to watch Spy Kids. And you're even sleeping in this room. Yeah, okay. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll be honest, and you know, people don't come for me, but E.T. is like one of the most boring films ever. I was bored then, and I try and watch it now. I'm bored. The only thing I like about it is how cute G. Bramwell just looks, and that's about it. Do you want me to be even more honest? I've never seen E.T. Wow. There's, there's quite a few classic films though that I've never seen. Like the other day I told Sharon I've never seen The Matrix and Sharon was just like... Oh, I'm horrified, I'm horrified. <laughs> yeah. We're living in The Matrix. Right CMO, your dad needs to have a word of damn <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly. But yeah, so, so back to the film Catch Me If You Can. Watch that film, very interesting. It shows how a white man can fake it till he makes it and he made it up until he got caught. Mm-hmm. And then even when he got caught, he got hired by he the got police. Hired. He Simple. got hired by the police. Simple Nigerian guys will be in what? Internet cafe. The stereotype 419 has been attached <laughs> to them for ages. No one's oh, going God. to hire them. But look, no, this guy got managed to get hired. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, I just want to know what he looked like then, though, because it's like, who really believed this 15-year-old, 16-year-old was old enough to have a job? Otherwise, yeah, you know, 50, you know, American people, like, when they're 15, they look like they're 30, so, like, there's something mm, in the water yeah. over there. No, white so, people believe white people. That's just, that's just how it goes, to be honest. Mm. But anywho, mm. um, and to our last question, I think this one's going to be exciting. What is your favourite crime ever? committed ever 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 i know there's <laughs> lots but like when you think of oh that crime bad which crime comes to mind so i'm gonna do so because when sharon posed this question to us earlier there was too much stuff in my head so i'm <laughs> gonna i'm gonna pick my fa- my favorite one that i've most recently heard of um so it is the case of the angel makers of Nagrev. Yeah, so it's like a village in Hungary. So I actually heard about this um, listening to another podcast um, and they were talking about this case. And I thought this is mad. So it was um, a village in Hungary where women just started killing their husbands. (laughs) So yeah, so apparently back then it was like, um, it was kind of common for people to have to have like arranged marriages basically and they didn't get divorced for any reason so even if your husband was beating you cheating on you nothing you had to stay married um, mm. so women were just kind of getting a bit fed up um, then the war happened um, and these men kind of went off to war so the women kind of got a taste of independence got a taste of like <laughs> life can be sweet without these men and apparently as well as I, I read up on this after I listened to the episode that um, they used that village as like a place for a lot of the prisoner of wars so the women just started taking oh. lovers like, from these prisoner of wars so they, were like, yeah, so they were like things are lit without these men and then the men came back and the men were one were like told the wives didn't want to give up their lovers and the men were like I'm not having that and then two, the men weren't happy about their like newfound kind of self, sense of self that a lot of the women had. So these women were like, we need to do something about these guys. They're like starting to stress us out. Um, and there was a woman um, in that town who was like a midwife. Um, so she started to um, say to them, well, if you have a problem with them, just kill them, basically. Um, and <laughs> When divorce just... is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> so she started helping them to poison their husbands and I think it was is it arsenic that they were making yeah arsenic so she was supplying them with arsenic to poison their husbands and kill them and they made it using like I can't remember what it was they were using but it was stuff that you were like I didn't know you could make arsenic from this this is kind of terrifying you can make it from these regular stuff um yeah these women just started killing their husbands and like husbands were dying and it got to the point when some of the single men were like we don't want to get married because something's happening to the men in this town all of them keep dying and they're all married they must be connected did they get caught um, so they got caught but they kind of got caught because the women kind of took it too far so they were like let's just kill anyone that doesn't <laughs> that's just bothering us basically <laughs> So like some, of them started, like some of them started killing parents that were like stressing them out, like old parents that were becoming a burden or parents that they were like, we want to get this inheritance money quicker, let's kill them. Killing their like cousins and stuff, killing their sons, just literally killing anyone that was just bothering them basically. Oh, it just sounds like a 24 hour purge. Yeah. So uh, then 
<laughs> so then I think that's when people started to get on that like there's like a weird amount of like deaths and I think it was oh, was there a point I think there was a point when like so disclaimer some of these facts might be wrong because I can't remember it into detail but I think there was like a point where like the deaths was just way more than the births and it was just not making sense anymore mm. and so people started to look into it um and I think they tried to tell the woman that like or they they suspected that it was her and then they they couldn't prove it, it was her and somebody else were kind of running the operation they couldn't prove it but then when they they kind of tried to follow her and then she was going to all the people that she'd helped to be like keep your mouth shut kind of thing um and then yeah and then I think they eventually caught her but instead of her to go to prison when they were coming to her house to arrest her she poisoned herself and died poetic isn't it yeah and then there were there were quite a few i think there was like 20 something people that they were like trying to charge for crimes because they just killed everyone and then they said over a period of i think it's 20 years 30 300 people had been murdered whoa deep yeah i mean it sounds like a good place to be if your boyfriend was annoying you but <laughs> isn't that mad that that was like a real place though it's not like a fictional yeah. story it's a thing that happened that sounds like an uh, american horror story kind of yeah the thing that vibe. made that i just thought was this nuts was just the fact that they were just like why, why stop at husbands but the thing is that reality, <laughs> let's just kill everyone like reality is often stranger than fiction though because mm. when you hear some of these like crime stuff i'm just like what this is not a movie already like <laughs> what? that's mad what about mm. you seeing though What's your favourite <laughs> ever crime? Look at the smile on your face. Is it going to be a good one? <laughs> I, I, don't, I can't say that I have a favourite ever crime because that's like a stretch. But the one that makes me like laugh, it's like, I know, <laughs> like, men, men you're going to cringe at this. And I re- I'm really sorry. But I just remember it being a crime. That I, had I know I what you're going to say. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, so... You've you've heard of Lorena Bobbitt, right? I knew you were going to talk about that. When you said men are going to cringe, I was like, I know what's coming next. I know. <laughs> yeah, so, and obviously it's me. Mm, come on. So, um, Lorena Bobbitt, uh, after being, um, or allegedly being a lot beaten, raped, sodomized by her husband, John Wayne, he came home one night, was really drunk, and then sexually assaulted her. She had had enough, went to the kitchen, got an eight inch knife and hacked Oof. off his penis. Oh, now Lorena ha- hacked it off and then took it on a car ride and uh, threw it out the window <sighs> in the field. She was abused. Like only someone who was abused literally goes that far. That's, that's yeah, that's you when have, someone actually You have that. to be watching yourself hack that off and just going, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah she yeah. yeah rage and yeah and i think she was i i, th- I think that that's the thing that she went for because that was what had been causing her so much pain mm. because if your husband is raping you and sodomizing you like oh gosh i can see why she did it i oh, know i'm not i'm not saying that i'd do it because it's a bit far um i don't have a stomach far. for that man me neither no uh, and I'd be really upset because you're actually only doing yourself. Like, if you, you <laughs> not know. if you were getting raped, to be fair, or sodomized. True, actually it. true. <laughs> like, no, but it's not even that. I'm saying you're doing yourself because it's like you're you're going to get caught. It's your husband. Yeah. Like, but so you're point, in trouble. Like, at that point, just dick, yeah. yeah, if you snap yeah. enough hacking at someone's dick, you everything else is gone. You're just seeing red. Mm. It seemed yeah. and that's it. Cause, but it went even so far that, like, fair enough, she hacked it off. But then she went on the drive. She went on the drive that's and the bit, that's threw it out the window. Like, the <laughs> thing is, the wildest bit is that they found it. They found it. <laughs> they washed it. And they reattached it. And you know how men are crazy? I no offense. I love you. That. I love you. Yeah. So they washed it. They reattached it. And she should have put it also, in a blender. Anyway, wouldn't have like the nerve endings have died and stuff? Uh, I, I don't know. They, I think they put it in some sort of ice or some sort of um, uh, sub zero, whatever, to preserve it so it wouldn't, it didn't die completely. But I think once you have enough blood flow and there's enough cells in it that 
once the blood starts flowing in, it can regenerate itself. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, it's back to normal, and allegedly they reattached it and it's back to normal. And I saw an article. I saw something saying that apparently he starred in two pornographic films after. Of course the he incident. did. Of course. Why did. not? Because he's a man. But there's yeah. women out there who were like obsessive men who were like killers, rapists, and like it's a turn on for them. Yeah, those like, are the ones who write to them out. and marry them. <laughs> yeah, they marry them. Yeah. Like there was one woman who um is Charles Manson still alive? I don't even know, you know. I don't think so. Okay, well there was one killer that was that was still alive, very I can't remember who it is. He's the one with a beard. He's now bald, um, he's got a beard. Yeah, that's uh, Bronson. Oh Bronson. Yeah, he had a prison wife who married him outside and then I think she divorced him or she was trying yeah. to divorce him but she never even like she, she never lived with him or anything like that he's just been in jail she married him while he was in jail and then she was seeking to divorce him I believe that's the story but I can't remember correct me if I'm wrong listeners if you know the story send us a, a tweet saying that you know it and then like send me a link because I'm always here to read but oh, yeah, um, on top of that, correct all of our infactual yeah, stuff. Yeah. We're just speaking on the top of our heads. So. Yeah, <laughs> also tell us your favourite crime. Like, Not that you condone it, we know that you're not bad people, but tell us your, the, the crime that's most interested. Um, it's, it's got you the most interested. But then also, what jail time like, did Lorena do? Do we know oh. how, how long she spent in jail? Uh, she shouldn't have got Did she go time. to jail? I know, she shouldn't have got jail time. She's a hero in my books. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true su- that's survivor. Let me have a look. So she testified, blah blah blah. Well, oh, also he was a, apparently John was acquitted of rape. I told you, uh, Lorena. Mm, let's, let's see what happened to Lorena. Um while she'll find it out, I'll tell you my yeah. favourite ever. I say favourite ever. <laughs> you know what? We're not using the word favourite, but my most fascinating ever crime, I think the one that always pops back to my mind has been the Charles Manson killings. Um, mm. I forgot what his cult was called. I don't even know if they had the name. Um, they but did I have a name, but I can't remember. Yeah. yeah like, Helter Skelter or something? That's it. Helter yeah. Skelter. That was what they wanted to commit on the, on the earth, didn't they? Yeah. Helter Honestly, like the whole thing about it fascinates me because this all happened within like the space space of a few weeks. Like these people just finding this guy doing drugs and then being like, "Yeah, let's go and kill some famous people." Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean like that's so crazy? And I think another obviously Sharon Stone. Another fascinating thing because her name was Sharon. <laughs> it wasn't Sharon Stone. Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. Sharon Stone. Sorry, but yeah, Sharon Tate was another fascinating mm-hmm. thing. God, I was just kind of like. It's crazy that she would have just been in her house chilling, mm. like little awareness of that was coming, and then that happened. But it always made me sad that, to think that like she was pregnant and they just stabbed yeah. her belly, like over, That's awful. over again. And I think just that whole story is just always stuck in my mind. Um, it was truly horrendous. But I think one of the fascinating things about sort of Manson was just sort of some of the things that he was saying about sort of um, about the culture at that time and about celebrities and stuff. Someone could say that now in a tweet and you could be guilty of liking it, do you know what I mean? Without mm. not even knowing that this person has this hidden agenda beyond, do you know what I'm trying to say? And that's why it becomes, it's easy to sometimes see and understand how some people can be so charismatic that people follow them and listen to their message. Because mm. beyond pre-Twitter, he was like Twitter famous before Twitter was Twitter famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He went viral before viral, going like, viral yeah. was Exactly, like, these are the kind of people who, and it, it sort of scares me, like, you know when you have these certain people, like, influencers, whatever we want to call them, because mm-hmm. um, people watch them and they say stuff and people are like, yeah, you're yeah, liking it. And it's like, mm, do you know the agenda behind this? Do you know what yeah. is beneath this? Even stuff? that is kind of like a cult. Like, when yeah. you think of how children and young adults follow people like YouTubers, certain influencers, mm-hmm. it's like, they have such a huge platform that they could tell legions of young people to go do something and they will do it. Yeah. Like, it's actually scary how much, like, influence that these guys have and these girls mm. have because they, they have built up a following that 
is also negatively supported by stan culture and i put stan culture in quotation marks because people stan them mm. and it's 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 kind of scary because there's you know you know the hive the hive will come for you if you yeah. say anything sideways yeah. about queen b oh, and like all these little in- influencers and YouTubers are not little, the big ones. Yeah. They have their own lives and they could just say something left and then you, you never know. All these kids who hang on to their every word, it's, 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 it's scary to think what they could get them to do. It's kind of like mind control in a way. And that in itself is really terrifying because that's, yeah. like, a cult. that's like a cult where you don't even necessarily have to be in someone's presence to initiate them into your way of thinking and then to indoctrinate them and I, like that in itself is wild to me and it's so interesting to think about the psychology of all of that because there's some like even things like buying merch like the reason why a lot of these people make loads of money is because they will put something that they've said on a t-shirt and they'll put it out for sale and it will sell out like that like that yeah yeah, but it's crazy yeah. like you, you speaking about the beef have remind me of like killer fans and you know like that selena and oh, number one that... and killing her and like how these people who are so obsessed with the people they iconize like they will kill for them like and that's or even kill them <laughs> Do you know what I'm yeah. like and i guess that's what like fascinates me about the whole manson thing because it's like these people were so willing to kill for this guy and obviously there was drug influence if you want to blame it on that drug but they were so willing to kill for this guy and at what point would they have turned around and killed him if the whole thing hadn't? Do you know what I'm mm. saying? That's what, if they were left to live long enough, they probably would have turned on him, I think. You think so? Yeah, eventually, like, because it just, it was too, like, just too much of a combustion when you think about how these people get together. Mm. You preach mm. something and they're like, okay, yeah, let's just go and do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, give them enough drugs, lock them up in the room, he would have been next. Yeah, <laughs> and then I think especially if he had said something that had slightly contradicted what he had said before exactly. they would have they probably would have been like no you're digressing from what you said before so you are the problem we're gonna ke- get rid of you and then we're gonna carry on your original mission you know what I mean <laughs> that's scary it's like you are in the you are in your own way we we know you've told us this so that's what we're thinking. Yeah. yeah, you're straying from it. We we can't have you straying from it, even though you told us what we're gonna do. That that's how it's insane when you're not when you're not a mental person. You take a step back and you think about that train of thought. Mm. It's actually mad. Mad. Yeah. And, but, I think it's it's funny sometimes to th- even think that the followers sometimes are crazier than the people that they're following. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And that's I think that's the, the crazy thing. It's like this person's idea then just snowballs. And it mm-hmm. takes on a life of its own that yeah. the followers then become more of a force than even that person, per se. Mm, was, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Wasn't yeah. it the beehive, the be- beehive that, um, that they were cussing? Was it cussing Jay Z? And we also <laughs> told, we also told them chill, and they told them we get out of here, <laughs> leave us yeah. to do what we're doing. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. That is it. It's like the stands. Well, the stands have autonomy when it yeah. comes to going too far like yeah. if you say something you don't even Beyonce doesn't even have to send people to like she doesn't have to send the hive to people who may have um, spoken sideways about her they will find you and they will leave a million bee emojis under your Instagram post Beyonce scared of her beehive you know I think she's terrified of course because how can how can you tell them chill when they tell you will you leave this place you shut up <laughs> <laughs> will you shut your mouth will you shut your mouth that, I'm sorry, that always makes me laugh so much because like this, this is the queen that you love though and she's telling you something. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 but we're protecting you, queen. Like, exactly. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, we're protecting you from your own husband. Like, I, to be honest, controversial, I don't even think Jay-Z really cheated on her. I think it was... Ooh. Like, Ooh. And if he did... Please, we don't want them to come for us. <laughs> no, but I th- no, but the thing is, is that I, I, I think it was a uh, very clever storytelling yeah device, device. Yeah. yeah and even if he did cheat on her is she the first like no offense i love beyonce but is she the first woman to ever be cheated on no <laughs> you're statistically more you're statistically very likely to get cheated on as a yeah, woman go, go sit down like for every beautiful 
talented woman is a man that is tired of sleeping with her. Oh, like, it's bad, isn't it? When but at the same like time, that. I think this this just boils down to men are trash. Trash. I didn't say that's, it. I didn't say it. That's how we get back to it. Let the record be known. Let the record be known. CMO did not say men are trash. Damini didn't say it either. Damini. Wow, Damini. You're really backtracking. Who said that? Well, on that note, whilst we're all trying to evade accountability and transparency, that was at the start of the episode. We'll end it there. Um, but yeah, that was really interesting to sort of see how our mind works when we think about what some of our most fascinating crimes, criminals um, are. And I feel like I know a little bit more about you, you girls. I don't know if, but I know for you, Damini, that mm-hmm. what we shouldn't be doing is, or we should be warning Mark that he should not be pissing you off anytime soon. <laughs> oh, what, before I put arsenic in his tea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please i'm not gonna do that please nobody i was joking <laughs> yeah no guy should be messing with damni right now because yeah. she's watched a lot of those deadly affairs and i know um, where they went wrong what have i learned about you see from some of your favorite crimes that like you, you might be starting a cult soon <laughs> oh a lot of my dear ah god forbid but if you want to know see how much we, we should do like a what do you call it? Seminars. Ten ways to spot a cult. Ten ways. To spot a cult. <laughs> like, just if someone is telling you to drink the Kool Aid, run away. Do not drink the Kool Aid. That's how they got them in Jonestown. Do not drink that's the Kool Aid. Favorite phrase, isn't it? Do not drink. Yeah, it's like don't drink the Kool Aid. Don't don't like don't get um disillusioned by what someone is feeding you. Don't drink the Kool Aid because you're gonna die if you drink the Kool Aid. I like. That's that. how they killed them. They just poisoned them. Like. That, that's a note for the fans as well, for the beehives, for the whichever ninjas, whatever fans are out ninjas, there, whatever you they know. call themselves, <laughs> don't drink the Kool-Aid. But yeah, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening. I have one more thing to say as well. Go um, on. So we spoke about merch and people putting things that they say. If anybody would like anything that I've said on a T-shirt, let me know. I can arrange it. <laughs> are you trying to create your own beehive there? I say, I say a lot of interesting things. If you want it on a T-shirt, tell me. We'll have the D. We'll have the D hive. Yeah, we'll nineteen ninety nine plus postage and packaging. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a little Mr. Meanwhile logo in the corner. <laughs> in the corner. Yeah. Hashtag ad. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. It's been interesting talking to you both as usual. And tune in for our next episode. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please let us know what your favorite crimes are, who your favorite criminals are, what some of the most favorite your most fascinating crimes ever been committed email us tweet us follow us on instagram at mr meanwhile thank you very much guys bye bye, bye.